it, uh, it, it, I, I know very little that's about the nice thing about it. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's don't really change over there. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, that's good. I guess in some ways, uh, you want to talk about some TV? Sure, man. Um, I guess we should start with. Oh, the by the way, right? I, yeah, I don't think I ever responded to you. I, I quite enjoyed your videos. Um, I, you know, the my biggest takeaway was like, I think I really should get out and see Metallica at some point. You should, if you've never seen Metallica, you definitely should see Metallica. Yeah, in your it's life. just you know what it is, and and I mean this with all due respect to everyone involved. I do want to see Metallica. I don't – I'm not like a big Metallica guy. You know, I'm not a big metal guy. But obviously I I know a couple albums worth of their material. And I really quite enjoyed that Metallica with the symphony orchestra thing that they did. Um, yeah, I mean, you live in sort of the ideal area to catch yes, Metallica. Yes, they're around. <laughs> they're around. But I don't super want to be in a Metallica crowd. Is that Metallicaist? Like, I don't, like, I think the reason I've never seen Metallica is that the prospect of being in the crowd at a Metallica show does not appeal to me. I I think you'd be surprised. Okay. I think you'd be surprised. Uh, mostly because... I might be, like, picturing... Metallica people at a Metallica show are pretty psyched to be there, right? They're in a real good mood for the, for the most right. part. I think so, I'm probably picturing like a Limp Biscuit crowd. Yeah, it's not like that. But yeah, I don't know. It's not, it's anyway, not like I, sh I should see Metallica because, like, you know, they're one of these bands that, first of all, obviously they're a legendary band, but maybe more importantly in terms of my desire to see them, they, they have compiled a greatest hit list that is basically just a collection of songs that I imagine play awesome live, you know? Yeah. And so yeah, when I see your video of like, dun, 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 I'm like, you know what? That would be fun. Yeah. It's, it's just one banger after another now when you, when right. you see him. Um, right. The, you know, the Metallica fans very much do not believe in the adage of don't wear the shirt of the band that you're going to see. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's fully out the window. Um, so it, it it's interesting, right? Because like, yeah, okay, Metallica's in Minneapolis. Like, yeah, it, of, of course. Like, when I'm downtown, I'm probably gonna see a lot of Metallica shirts that day, right? Like, it's just you just yeah, yeah. expect that, right? To see that in Madrid <laughs> was was a you know big big ass city, you know what I mean? In Spain, right? And you're walking around, and it's Metallica shirts everywhere, and you, you know they were like several planes full of people in Metallica t-shirts. Flying oh yeah, to Spain. my plane, my plane into Madrid had some. <laughs> in fact, <laughs> yeah, it, and they usually weren't like it's not hard to figure out who they are. They're wearing the t-shirts. That's funny. Um, so yeah, like that, and that vibe is cool. Uh, and it actually is like because, like I said, people are excited to be at that show. You know what I mean? Again, yeah. they're actually pretty friendly, and uh, yeah, I think I think you'd dig it. I'm um, sure I would. Anyway, that was my main takeaway from your uh, concert videos. You know. Uh, one thing, if it, they do at festivals over there, that I, uh, I I don't understand why we haven't incorporated this here in America, is you get a you get when you buy a beer and the beer was super reasonably priced. 
Um, well, by the way, dollar paired with euro, which was amazing, right? So, yeah, <laughs> you know, I'm getting beers for three and a half, five bucks. Um, oh, wow. But you get you get a plastic cup, right? They charge you a, a dollar for the cup the first time you buy it. But if you keep oh. the cup, you get that charge, right? And it's so, like a it's like a like a souvenir cup or just like a solo cup. Yeah, it's like a souvenir cup. It has it, it had the mad cool logo on it. It was plastic. Um, they even pass out lanyards so that you can hold the cup around your neck and don't have to have it in your hand the oh, whole time. Oh man, oh that's um, huge. And like during you know when you're on the main fields of the festival, there are these people that have these giant kegs sort of strapped to their back with the little oh like the mai tai the guy at the baseball game. Yeah, so like you just you you just if you just need a beer, you just. Those guys, they're walking through the crowd. And they're so much less waste. And they just fill up your cup. <laughs> you, just, you just keep right on going. Oh, uh, that's beautiful. I'm I'm yeah. very into this. Yeah, I don't understand why we're not doing that. Man, there's like a lot it. we're not doing, and it's not smart. <laughs> you know, I don't like who who can answer why at this point. But but yeah, there's a lot of good ideas that are not being taken advantage of here in in the United States of America. The other thing about this festival that was was truly noteworthy to me is that typically, right, you most festivals in America start at noon, go till ten, maybe eleven, right? Uh-huh. Uh, in Madrid, they started at six p.m. Um, uh, and the wow. sun the sun sets at nine thirty, nine forty five ish, so it does help a little bit. Uh, but it, you know, every night three a.m. when the show went to three a.m., so we were getting home at four thirty five in the morning. Um, well, but that's that speaks to Spanish lifestyle in general. That's sure not. They, yeah. I mean, they live an entirely better existence with the siestas and whatnot. Like it's just, at least for my purposes, Spanish life is designed properly. I am I, at constant odds with the uh, hour hour based design of American life. <laughs> the breakfast places there don't even open till ten. As uh, uh, again, like I, we could do a whole podcast on this because I just think that's how the world should be. But that to me is less of a not using their good festival idea and just like we're living life wrong over here. Yeah, yeah you know, agreed. Agreed. <laughs> um, all right. Like uh, outside lands fun. can't can't start at six and go to three because that's not how American life works. You know what I mean? Man, can you imagine if it went to three? It'd like so the neighbor complaints. Oh my would, god! But it would be yeah. <laughs> but no, they be, couldn't do it. It'd be a way better time. It'd be a way better time for the people who are going. I can tell so you that, much but. better. Who wants to be sitting in the sun at like one p.m. watching a band? Like that's ridiculous. But 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 you know, again, for me, who wants to be awake at six thirty in the morning starting your day? It's it, it's just as stupid. Yeah, the uh, this site was uh, didn't seem to be too near residences. It was definitely out of the city and. It was right next to the Real Madrid complex, like not where they play the games, because I guess they play the games in, in within Madrid proper. But it seemed but like the practice facility or whatever. headquarters and I, I'm guessing dorms, it looked like for academies and practice oh, wow. fields, and all that stuff. Yeah. So. so you did you wander the grounds and check it out? Uh, they were not they were not allowing you to do that. Unfortunately. Uh, so wait, so. who's your team? Tottenham? Oh, come on, man. <laughs> Arsenal, right? Correct. Yeah. Yes, you and Dave Portnoy. Okay, Dave Portnoy's an Arsenal fan. I think so. I think I just saw something about that on Twitter That's this it. morning. Uh well, look, we got Pierce Morgan, so I uh, 
Yeah, <laughs> you can't be responsible for every problematic <laughs> fan of your team. That's not exactly. your fault. It's, it's a big club. It's a big yeah. club, man. <laughs> uh, all right, let's talk some challenge. Um, do you want to start with the All Stars? Should we wrap? Yeah, up I mean, it's look. It's been a while, so let's let's just try to sneak that in. I don't know. To me, it's less about the actual final, which I thought was really good. Like, really good, solid final. Not, not like the best I've ever seen. Uh, good, good episode and a half of TV. I enjoyed the design. It was all good. But to me, like, this All-Stars was really about two things. It was about leveling up the show in general, right? Like, really at this point, the primary, if not only, distinction between All-Stars and the regular challenge is the age of the competitors, right? Yeah. Like, stylistically, difficulty-wise, it's very similar to the flagship. Um, yeah, and, you know, obviously it's a shorter run. That's, that's yes, but I'm just saying, like, in terms of the challenges, in terms of the events, so to speak, it really is, like, yeah, maybe it's toned down slightly for the 50-year-olds, but it's it's pushing them to their limits. It's making them do insane stuff, and it, it's, you know, highly competitive and strategic and and people are doing each other dirty um yeah i think that uh i think that's fair I, to me the main takeaway from this was uh i think this was kind of a legacy making season for west yes well that was my second takeaway it was a, it, i would say it's a double because not only is it a legacy making season for west and and again I think it's important for those purposes that the show sort of leveled up because if this was season one or two and Wes won, it would kind of be like, all right, bro, but look at the competition, right? But this was a legitimate, yeah, this was a legitimate collection of all-star talent, just older and you know, Wes is getting older too. So I, I think it was a perfect way for him to sort of cement his legacy as a, what, top three challenger all time, probably, at least on the men's side. I'm going to say top five. Certainly top five. That's fair. Um, so, but I also I mean, think. It was very like Steph Curry-like, where it's like, yes. he probably didn't need anything to cement the it's legacy. A great comparison. But now it's like, what are you going to say now? You know it's what a I mean? great comparison. What are they going to say now? Uh, I also think it was legacy cementing for John A., because, again, the competition leveled up, and she proved that between her political skills and a, 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 a sort of, I would say, surprising strength and, and endurance, she pretty much ran the whole season. Yeah. Like Kayla she, was simply surprised by her strength. <laughs> yeah, man. I, like, John A. absolutely played a perfect game like and she lost the guy who who was her biggest ally and she continued to play her game and really like was in good position all the way through and and pulled it out with uh, her second straight win like she you know in a similar way although she's obviously not like as high ranking all time as Wes I think in a similar way, there's an aspect of like, what are you going to say now about John A? Certainly, right. Because I think if you would, if you would said like, okay, yeah, she did great, and you know, and she won a season, fair play, but she really rode MJ. Not, you know, you know what I mean. Um, not in the yeah. best way. Yeah. Um, 
to the to the final. Right. Like you can't obviously can't say that now. You know? No. <laughs> I mean, she say. and 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 again, like, I guess it was close, but it didn't feel that close, right? Like, it it felt like John A was in control, and ret- retrospectively, looking back at the season, it kind of feels like she was in control the whole time. Yeah. Look, this uh, this was a good female group, and I think we've said this before. I, I do think that on that side, they. They they could level up a step to get to to the competitive level that that the men were. I mean, look, if Laurel and Cara Maria were there, and maybe Anissa, maybe it's a slightly different outcome. Yeah. But but Kayla and Kellyanne and Nia were all pretty legitimate competitors, I would say. Yeah, it was a good field. It was a, it was a good field. I'm just I just think that they could. There's still a little room to level up on that on that side. That's right. All. I mean, on the men's side. There were like six or seven guys that we want to put in the top five, you know, and the top two weren't even here. So, like, <laughs> it was most of the top ten challengers of all time on the men's side, which is pretty impressive. Yeah, sure was. I am um, I'm, I'm excited to see where I feel. I do feel like this was a season where All-Stars kind of found their stride a little bit, and I'm yep. excited to see where they, they go in the future. And well, and I think – Resort to, you know, stunting stuff with Beth and – Right. And and look, I think that, you know, to to reference the top two challengers of all time, guys like Bananas and CT, who are still sort of factors on the flagship and, you know, feel probably feel like they have a sort of challenge reputation to uphold. I I think a season of All-Stars like this legitimizes it to the point where those guys probably would feel better about going on. You know, yeah. I mean, clearly the show wants to get bananas on. So. Clearly, and many mo. Uh, clearly, I would. I would also say like, there are probably other past all stars who would have looked at season one and said, eh, "I don't know," who might be more interested now. I agree. I agree. I think. I think it'll help them continue to get more players, and I do think that it'll be. I, I think from a scheduling standpoint, all stars probably may wind up being more appealing to bananas than coming back to the main one. Um. Since it's just a, a much shorter time commitment, it does seem to be shorter. Although that doesn't necessarily three have weeks, to be true. Right? I guess. What'd you say? I think it's three weeks if you make it all the way to the end. Yeah, I don't uh, know how long the main one is, but I, at like, least twice that I think. Really? Yeah. Huh. Why? Are there that many more competitors? I don't feel like there are. Whatever. There are more competitors. There's really, you know, there's several more episodes. Yeah, uh, that's true. You know what I mean? Um, so time. All right. Should we talk about the CBS stuff? Because I, all I know is you're not super into it, and I gotta say, I'm a little surprised. Like I know we talked about the fact that there are no challengers on this challenge, which, you know, we miss our characters, and I get that. But I gotta say, in three episodes, I have found a handful of compelling characters. And I actually think that the the challenges themselves, the the games they are playing, have been like elite. Yeah, it's it, what it feels like to me is the USFL. <laughs> you know what I mean? If, if I, I don't know. I, are you telling if me close, if I close my eyes and I don't care about the individuals that are on the field, it very much looks like football. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, they were, they're out there. They're doing football. But no, I don't think the challenges are quite as tough. I don't think the really? players are quite as athletic. 
and I find them much less likable. Like like you said, a handful of people, and I, I you're right. I, uh, there are a handful of people on the show so far after three episodes that I find to be compelling. Well, uh, but we're only three episodes in. Unfortunately, are, I think one of the most compelling people just got eliminated. Um, because I thought the way that James stayed on the show for the first two weeks was fascinating. <laughs> I didn't look as you know, he's clearly identifiable. Yes. Um, but no, I, I didn't find James compelling. Uh, at all, um, you know, I, I, Tyson is pretty compelling. Tyson uh, is compelling, so yeah. I think everyone can agree on that. And also, I think Tyson could absolutely compete on the flagship right now. Correct. I t- Tyson is Tyson could. There are a few more. I mean, that guy that like played for the Cowboys, you got to think is athletic enough to do it. Although he hasn't done a lot. Uh, hold on. Uh, Did you not enjoy at least at some level? That guy whose name is Danny, and the fact that every single ITM he references my wife Kiki. <laughs> I do sort of enjoy that. That's the other thing is that I feel like this show is more CBS y, and by that I mean broader and more uptight than uh, than like the regular challenge. And Maybe I feel like the, you are I- being- the ITMs are way worse. And like, there's a lot. Like, they finally did some stuff. It was it was totally absent from the first episode, but like, there was a moment where they were talking about Shan and how Shan gossips all the time. Yes. And they they finally did one of those ITNs where they threw a little special effects and made it look like she was it like was the hilarious. New that was great. I'm, but I need more of that because you get okay. three or four of those every episode on the regular challenge. First of you all, know? I think you're overstating that. Second of all, I think you are being incredibly I, – I feel like we're getting to the bottom of this. You are just r- being very demanding. And I think it's on the heels of an all-star season where we did get a lot of that sort of stuff. And it was super entertaining most weeks. But give it a second, I would say. because. Oh, I watched I watched all three of them. I just not I'm I'm not that impressed. You know what I mean? Like, I well playing, look they're playing TJ's game, but these this is not this does not feel like the challenge to me. But how many times how many challenge seasons passed? Especially like I don't know, the show's been pretty bulletproof since like season thirty or so. But but especially in the twenties. How many seasons was it like, all right, we gotta trim the fat here before this actually gets entertaining? Yeah, no, we say that a lot, and there's clearly a lot of fat still. There's a lot of fat here, and I think that's, I, that's to be expected. I, but again, that's I think part of like the casting, you know, like it, I, no, I don't, I don't think. I, I mean, look, I don't think that you know. This reminds me a little bit of the the NFL quarterback thing. Like, obviously, they're casting a much wider net here, but I just don't think there are that many elite challenge competitors in the world you know what i'm saying i don't think yeah. the casting is bad i think they just okay have but to cast... Why, cast, why cast unequal numbers of amazing race and love island people well okay so i think that's interesting like why is it so heavily cbs and survivor and again i think frankly it's because how many seasons of love island are there and how many actually like memorable people have come through it you know i think it's like three seasons so far and there's just not that many people on each season that that actually get notoriety because a lot of them are in and out you know have you ever watched love island uh not on cbs no 
Is it on CBS? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, but I mean, you've seen the concept. I we saw the UK Love Island. Yeah. Right. So, like, there are people who come in for, like, three days, and then nobody likes them, and they're off. You know what I'm saying? Right. So, like, the people who actually get known from Love Island, it's not that many. If it, Maybe it's, like, eight per season. So, if there's only 24 total Love Island potential castmates, and there's literally 500 each yeah. of the challenge and or of uh big brother and survivor like i get it you know what i'm saying yeah it, and look, like and i will credit them i i do think the algorithm is that's a, right is a pretty good innovation and that, that, like i said the game structure is all right i just the people playing it are lacking to me see i think the game structure is actually great i think you're selling the game structure short the algorithm right. is I'm a serious. the algorithm the algorithm's great it's I'm, a brilliant I'm, idea for this group specifically and also worth noting you know what percentage of challenge games have featured voting i would say it's like 80 plus percent and this is a no voting game for exactly the reasons we're talking about right they knew if we're voting it's just going to be you know first big brother and survivor are going to eliminate the other shows and then it's just going to be back and forth right right but by having it just be winner decide decides and then rotating the pairings so like the winners are going to have different cast mates from different seasons of different shows all the time it it makes it a lot harder to to do what really strategic players want to do which is like turn the odds in their favor right i I know that's the like like that should be what they want to do but they have reacted to this innovation by doing the opposite which i feel like we have to discuss the 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 clear now strategy of the people in control of this game to pick off the weaker players and leave the stronger players it is see i think it's fascinating and this to me is this is what is keeping me uh, you know not the only thing that's keeping me interested but this this is something that keeps me interested in this show without our beloved you know familiar characters You're right. Traditionally, it's eliminate the stronger players if you can. It just makes right? me think these people haven't watched the show. <laughs> like, well, but their their point is not insane. I mean, the idea that I don't want to end up because look, the one way you guarantee you're going into elimination is losing. I don't want right. to end up saddled. Like, I think they're massively overrating the the weight that a weak partner would be. Well, it depends, right? I mean, if you look at the challenge, and by the way, I didn't think, I don't think they're soft challenges at all. That spinning tire over water thing with the crossword puzzle to boot, like, that was legit. I didn't didn't say, like, I just think they're softer than the the challenge challenge. I don't know, man. I I think, (laughs) I think. I think that absolutely could have been on the flagship show, that exact challenge with the crossword and the spinning like tire tire like giant tire I don't even know what to call them. Um but James single-handedly eliminated his whole team by basically getting his wind knocked out in the water and just quitting. Not even quitting, just being unable to continue. So I think the notion that like a really bad partner could just kill you but, in okay. one challenge and put you in elimination it, is not that out of but that just means you're going into elimination where you can also, right, if you're a strong player, you think you're going to get out of there. 
Like that's well, but again, I, like look at elimination. You, you want to go into elimination at some point because you need the bank account money. So not if you win a challenge. If you win a challenge, you're in. You win a challenge, I guess. And like, so if you're Tyson, you're like, all right, well, I've got the money already. But well, that's why time, I'm saying, like, tight. Think about. Time, t- I just think that you, right. You just, especially now when there are a lot of weak players in the game. Okay, you but just listen. have to not finish last to go in. You just have next to last. Yeah, right, I but guess, listen, Tyson and Angela. Can- were the main people t- having that conversation about eliminating weak players. Right. They are both already qualified for the final. So they're I understand. all they I, have I, to I think the benefits of not having a weak partner are 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 the 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 benefit of being able to go up against somebody less strong in the finals far outweighs the uh, pain of having a weak partner one week. Like I think you can get past that. I think I probably agree with you. However, Clearly, they think they're the best. They do. So, so the fear is... But that's because they, they. I don't think they really know what's in store for them in these finals. Well, I think that's right. And and I, I think that's why I probably agree with you and not with them. But I don't think that they are just being stupid. They are, they're choosing a strategy that we would not choose. I think they're choose. outsmarting themselves. Is what they I might think. be outsmarting themselves. But, <laughs> but we only know that because we've seen 37 challenge finals yeah well and that that to me is one of them the interesting dynamics of this game is that i think some of these people have watched the challenge quite a bit and some have not you know what yeah I mean? so but but i do think there's probably 10 competitors that would be right at home on the flagship. maybe i do you not think that if if there were if there were a team of challengers here that they would rip through this if there was a if there was a critical match if there was a critical you know what I mean? no I don't. If there was, if it was a bunch of average challengers, no, I don't. If there was a critical mass of good challengers, they would because they would team okay. up. Where would Nelson? Let's let's throw Nelson out there as like a typical challenger, right? Like no wins, but you know does decent. I would say there's a very good. I would say there's a very good chance he he is a top five to seven person, but no guarantee he wins. I would yeah, favor I mean, Tyson over Nelson, wins, but I, but I think he's in. I think he's uh, Nelson is very much in the mix as a as a contender in this in this game. Oh, for sure. Absolutely. But but like, just off the top of my head, Tyson or Corey, you know what I mean? Well, Corey, I think is a much better than average challenger, but yeah, I think he'd be in good shape. But Tyson, Cinco, uh, honestly, Cashel, because that's the other thing I was gonna say, like. You know, then you go and you said then you go in elimination, even if you lose the challenge, I'd have a chance to win. But like Cashel biked his ass off and Tiffany fell apart and he's home now. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I think that's what Tyson's looking at when he says eliminate the weak people is like, I don't need a partner who falls over and loses me a challenge and then can't keep up in the elimination. And I am all of a sudden I'm at home through absolutely no fault of my own. I mean, that's fine if you're then willing to start picking up the strong people once you get like, you know, but I, well, I think they're going to they're going to keep going weak as as long as they can. You know what I mean? Maybe. But you I want, honestly you around you want to go against James in a final. I promise you that. Of course. But he's never going to get there. You can't you can't bank on that. I don't know. You could carry him there if you were smart. They're, you know what I mean? Like, Maybe. But he I, kept losing. I mean, they didn't even like put James amazing in. amazing race people, right? Like, imagine if the survivors. Tyson's in that group, right? You know what I mean? Befriended them and kept them around, like protected them a little bit and got them into a final. 
it'd be a massive advantage. Yes, it's just it's a tough game to do that because there's no voting and like all it takes is one week for someone there's to no throw voting. them in. There's there's a lot of lobbying. There's sure. a lot of Sure, but ultimately it's like two people's decision who goes into elimination other than the loser. And James lost back-to-back weeks. Sure did. <laughs> it's not like they kept throwing him in. He kept putting himself in there, and that's think, the problem. I don't think he was real good at the week that he didn't lose either. <laughs> no. No. Although, to be fair, like it was only the one week that he was the one who really killed the team. Um, right. but, but, again, like that's a guy who needs to – work out a little bit if he's coming back but i thought his political well, game was guy clearly lost a lot of clearly watched a lot of challenges so he really should have known that i feel like <laughs> yeah i will say his political game was on point and he like he did real work in both of the eliminations that basically catered it to his choice he did he did but at the expense of like his only allies in the game i mean because it didn't matter in the end because he went home so right he's just trying to stay alive <laughs> anyway, like I, I even think this conversation shows you like there is a lot happening here in a, like a good, challengey way. Eh, I'm not thrilled. This this season does not thrill me, and the challenge well, the challenge is reliable thrills. That's well, we saying. are three episodes in, and I think it will get more and more thrilling. I hope so. I, I hope so because I like I love as much as I love TJ. Like I can't just be watching because TJ's hanging out. You know what I mean? And laughing. Yeah, I don't know, man. I I think you are really underrating the like level of the games that like and the and the like the games team is doing great work here. I think you know both the design and the like. They're trying. They're the trying. Rules. I mean, you have to, right? Um, yeah, and I, I really think as we start to see more of the better competitors, you know, uh, Danny, who we haven't seen much of, obviously Tyson is in there, um, Sarah. Is that, is that uh, Kayla's a guy, right? Who? Who was who was the who was um who who was the winning uh, couple this week? Kylan. Kylan. Oh, Kylan. Okay. Kylan is really good. Yes. Yeah, he's good. Um, I And then I think there's some interesting, like, maybe they're better than we thought, like like Justine, you know? Um, I also want to say, I think it was episode two, Sarah, who seems like a little bulldog. Like, I think she's a real force. Angela is someone I didn't mention. But Sarah was talking about uh, her kid watching. Yeah. And she was like, I want them to know, like, what a badass mother he has. And then she was like, oh, he's going to make me give him a dollar for saying a bad word. I got you, kid. I'll give you 500K. Yeah. That's yeah, a great no, they, line. She, they, we, I'm definitely hoping that she does not get eliminated because she uh, is, is carrying a lot of the ITM work right now. Yeah, what? so. Yeah. Come on, man. Uh, well, this is what I'm saying. Like, everyone is settling in. I really think there's a lot of potential here. Uh, all right. Is it as good as what we just watched? No, of course not. But, I mean, think of how much we came to appreciate characters like Emmy and Emmanuel on the, the most recent flagship uh, after only knowing them 
for five weeks or so. Like, it takes a little bit of time, but I do think there's potential here. And certainly, so far, Tyson has carried the show, and I think he really is pretty much already a high-level challenger, and I'm excited to see him factored into the universe. He has big Wes energy. Like, Have you listened to his pod? I, no. I have, have not. He's doing doing a pod for the ringer on the show. Oh, cool. Um, no, I have not listened to it, but he is—he's a character, and he is incredibly good at this. Yeah, he's very good. <laughs> and right, like, yeah, not you know, as, as skeptical as I am of the show, and I am deeply skeptical. Um, none of that has anything to do with him. He's great. <laughs> but, yeah, and his ITMs are fantastic. <laughs> and yeah, he's good at the ITMs. And I will say um uh, to uh, paraphrase uh Cachet that the the Love Island girls are cute and funny and a vibe. Yeah, they uh, are a vibe. <laughs> yeah, like but I don't know how much they add to the game. Though. Well, I'll tell you what, like <laughs> I, I the politicking part. They're, my they're, instinct they're, that was my instinct as well. But I gotta say, Justine has Justine's performed player. pretty yeah. well, and honestly, Shannon has performed much better than I expected. Like I thought she would just be a weekly mess until she got eliminated, because she came in like, "What are we doing? Are we playing games?" And it's like, <laughs> "Lady," but she she like locked in, man. She locked in. I, is she is she going to be great? I don't know, but she locked in and she's competing. Yeah. So Everyone, I don't know. I, like I have hope. <laughs> even even Dom. <laughs> Jesus. Like, Ooh, this boy. idiot. <laughs> the nerve of that dude to talk about his partners all the time. It's like, really, bro? You you yeah, know man. you got sent in because they think you're weak. <laughs> and like. And like him talking about, I'm a foreman, and on the job, people do what I tell them to, and it's like, like okay, but oh, you just don't want to listen to anybody. That sounds sounds like you're awesome. Yeah, you I'm seem like a great dude. You too. <laughs> he he, he go. It was it was worse even than you're saying because he was like, I'm a construction manager, and when I tell my employees to do stuff, and I was like, motherfucker, she is not your employee. What are you talking about? And I have employees, and if it's just you one way telling them to do stuff and not and not considering any of their feedback, right. then you're probably not a very good boss. I don't think you're a great manager <laughs> on your construction site, you creep. And and then after all of that, he stands there. Now, look, it didn't end up much mattering, and in fact, it probably worked in their favor that he didn't plug the hole. But clearly the strategy was to plug the hole. You could see the other guy doing it. Your water is draining infinitely faster than his, and you're just standing there like a can jackass. We to, can we go back to um, the idea that that worked in their favor? How do you think it worked in their favor? Well, when the water hit the line, everyone had to stop. And Oh, if, I didn't catch that part. Yeah, so if it had gone... Like and James and because um, I think TJ said they almost lost. They almost lost because she was putting those four on top at the very end. But as it turned out, the water ran out right after she put those four on top, and like James and whatever, uh, whatever her name was, was still trying to put more on top of hers. You know, it certainly helped the show because, as you know, my one of my biggest complaints about the. 
this last season of All Stars was that a lot of these eliminations were not close, and yep. that one was super dramatic. It was super dramatic. <laughs> so, it was super dramatic, but the rules weren't entirely clear going in. I thought, I thought because James was plugging the hole and they had more water, they'd be allowed to continue going. You know, some some of that is on me. I do a bad job of listening when they explain the games because I just figure I, I can figure them out and figure yeah. it out as it's happening. You know, well, I, mean? I think <laughs> as as time goes on, that's a harder and harder ask because they're more and more complicated. Yes, they, it's true. It's true. They are they are getting more complex. Um, like the whole so, look, even know. the challenge of this last one, like you're jumping or I guess that was the second episode, but like you jump onto a giant spinning thing with a bunch of tires. You have to find letters, take off the letters, swim back to shore, put the letters on a board and then make like a crossword out of it and then go back and get more letters. Like it, it's a lot. <laughs> was a lot. It was a lot. It used to uh, be just like jump across this thing. <laughs> <laughs> Can you jump across this thing? Okay, great. Good job. Um, is it just because the house a little bit uh, nondescript this year too? I don't, I don't, you know, I don't. Not that that's a huge deal, but it, um, it seems weird. I thought we were going to get a little bit more of like, oh my god, this house is so awesome. Like, yeah, it you, reminds me a little bit of like that bunker season. Yeah, like the cots and the and I don't know why that is. Like, yeah, why do they give them all these? Is it just because of the number of players they get how to give them this bunk bed thing? I guess, but they're, I mean, you know, like. The, there have been 30 player challenges and they just have a really nice big house. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. So I, I don't mean, know. That one is I, weird. It seems like we are in a 0% chance of boning situation here. You know what I mean? That's, well, for now, but give it challenge. time. Give it time. When the house empties out a little bit, there will be more places to hide. <laughs> okay, <I hope> so. <laughs> like when there's not a bathroom line, you know? Then maybe, right. yeah. then maybe maybe there'll be some hookups. We'll see. <laughs> All right. Well, I will say uh, the hookup drama that happened with Cinco carrying Tiffany to bed was the most overblown nonsense. Yeah, <laughs> like 100%. nothing happened. It's stop being ridiculous. Cachet is a character, man. Yes, Cachet is a character. The show needs more characters. That's all I'm saying. Also, can I, I just point out that there were two Love Island competitors whose nicknames would have been Cash and uh, one of each gender on this yeah. show? Pretty incredible. Could have leaned into that. Cash one and Cash two or something. I don't know. Um, <laughs> but I, I'm glad. Look, I it actually makes me feel a little bit better that you're higher though, on this than I am, and maybe maybe I'll 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 be happy to be wrong. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think like there's an element here of I'm looking at the 20-year-old rookie as a 20-year-old rookie and you're like why isn't he better? You know what I mean? <laughs> Maybe. Like I we don't drafted know. him second I overall. Think there's an element of I don't like any of the shows that these people come from. So. Right. <laughs> well, I there you know, I will say that the one thing that does annoy me a little bit is like and we've kind of hinted around this, I think that all of these people are in like the wrong headspace in some way or another. Right. Yeah. Like even Tyson is very much in a survivor headspace. Uh-huh. Um, and I, they'll figure it out. I think. Yeah, we'll see. I hope so. I mean, look, they're not dumb for sure. No. So. And all these people for, for what it's worth, with the exception of love Island, all these people it. are accustomed to having to build strategy into gameplay on a reality TV show. Right. So and that's what I mean. they're overthinking. They're out. They're out thinking themselves a little bit. Yeah, you know I, I mean? think so. But I, I, 
I think, you know, as they adjust to the game, and that's the thing about the challenge is, like, you have to readjust every time around, right? But the people who've done it many times get used to being that kind of sort of fluid reactor to the way the games change. Um, yeah, all right, that's fair. I'm, I'm going to stay. I'm going to try to stay optimistic. Look, I think we'll talk about it week to week for the next few and sort of see how it's going. You know, we'll take your temperature on a weekly basis. Yeah, all right, fair enough. Um, yeah, I, I don't. When, when are we getting real challenge stuff? <laughs> I, I have to say, I, I too, I really hope that we get the next season of the flagship. Um, before like the world tournament or whatever that they keep yeah me too talking about i I think for the first time in a while i'm at a place where i couldn't tell you anything about what the next challenge thing is going to be whether it's going to be more all-stars or or, well they um, have officially they have officially green lit the next two seasons of the flagship but are they in production at all you know what i mean I don't know. Seasons 38 and 39 are are officially coming uh, as of late June. Yeah. Um, but it'd also be, I mean, given how much they're expanding the franchise, it'd be a stunner if they just killed the original right now. You know what I mean? So. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, was, there, I knew there would be some more. I just don't know when. Yeah. It, I, I, cast, themes, and titles will be announced at a later date. But it, I imagine that later date is coming. Yeah, if they haven't announced a cast, that's not a good sign, though, in terms of how how imminent it is. Um. All right, do we got uh, anything else we want to cover this week? I think that's it, right? We're just doing the challenges. Is it already time for homework? Apparently, filming was delayed. weren't we gonna uh, weren't we gonna weigh in on? Oh yeah, we're gonna talk a little bit about Saul, right? Yeah. Because Saul's been amazing. <laughs> Apparently, a- according to some rumors, just to finish the previous thought, uh, filming is, in fact, likely underway by now, but perhaps not done ju- quite yet, which means, you know, September-ish. Yeah, maybe at, probably Sometime in the fall. Yeah. Um. All right, so Saul is is back for the second half of the season, um, and uh, you know we've got four. We we got three. Have we seen three episodes since they came back? There's four left. Two, That's, I believe. That, that much I know. I think we've seen uh, two. And man, just the last two have been stunners. Huge episodes. Excellent TV with huge events pulled off in classic breaking bad fashion where it's like no notes <laughs> you know what I mean? like, um i just the i mean i don't know how much we want to get into spoiler alerts because uh i mean at this point i think you know mild spoiler alert because i i, I do want to talk about it a little bit uh, yeah. what we have seen is basically I think, and we talked a little bit about this before the show, but what it feels like is they have sort of tied the bow on the primary timeline of this show. Yeah. I mean, I, we, well, certainly this last episode ended with Saul being Saul. Like, 
Yes, and a you jump know, forward, not not in the way they've done it at times with just like a quick scene here or there, but a, a jump in time and then enough of the of the Saul is Saul timeline to suggest that that's where we're staying. And I, I we can talk about that decision in a second, but in terms of what we saw leading up to it, I think we both feel like after at least after thinking about it that most of the storylines and sort of questions from that primary timeline have kind of been taken care of. Not and and in thrilling fascinating ways even if it didn't feel like a total I feel like it was missing some finality because of the sort of suddenness with which it jumped forward. But again, in retrospect, when I ask myself, well, what else do they have to do in that timeline? I guess the answer is kind of nothing. Well, you have, right, you have these three, I would say, principal characters who are in Saul but not in Breaking Bad. Right. right? You have Nacho, you have Kim Wexler, and you have Lalo. I mean, uh, I would add a fourth Howard. to that. You can add Howard into that, right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So four characters. Let's say four characters. And we pretty much have answers on all of them. I'm yeah. not sure. Entirely sure the book is closed on on Kim Wexler, but but um, certainly the other three, the book the is other, closed. <laughs> the book is very closed on the other three. Um, so so yeah, so I think I think we're pretty good. And I would also say, like you know, the book is closed is almost you know yada yada yang it because of course uh, I, I really thought the end to the arcs of all three of those characters was tremendous. And, and it was interesting coded to me that at Howard's funeral, well, I, I don't know if funeral is the right word, but uh, memorial. there was there was a memorial honoring Howard. I think that that was the last time that uh, Bob Odenkirk character uh, is ever going to stick out his name, uh, his hand and say uh, Jimmy McGill. Right. Yeah. You got, yes. you got kind of one more of those. Well, yeah. Uh, and even then it was sort of like you could tell he had to think about it a little bit. Yep, uh, and even at, as he was walking away from Kim's former boss, right? He mm -hmm. says, "Nice to see you, Jimmy or Saul or what? Like, you know what I mean?" He like corrects himself. Corrected himself, yeah, yeah. Which I thought was a, a, a nice note. And honestly, I thought even that memorial was kind of a grace, nice grace note for Howard, uh, because you do get to see a little bit another glimpse of him, sort of as like a full happy person like yeah. leaving a left behind and i loved i really loved the way that the those two episodes were set up where you know the the first one there's a lot of uh, necessary for the plot uh death and destruction yes and in the second one there's so much more of the of the aftermath like this is a show that's kind of really uh never shies from the away from the consequences of the insane violence on it and uh, yeah. and i love that about it you know what i mean even like right like the people who are gunned down in lalo's home yes right you know what i mean like you see what that means to lalo yes you know and um, and then the scene with the with with howard's wife i thought was fantastic his wife who we know he was not on particularly good terms with right but right. That's still her longtime husband dead, and she is incredibly hurt and also like angry and confused, right? There, right. There's all these people are saying things about her that, uh, well, I mean, you know, that we know aren't true, but right. that don't and don't square with her perception of him at all. 
You know? Right. It's they're, they're the show. It, it does. It sort of thinks of everything. Right. It doesn't shy away from if we're going to have insane violence, here's the fallout. Um, and in a lot of ways that it is fallout from various schemes and violence that wraps up all of the storylines we're talking about, including yeah, and, Kim. And you could say that that moment is is the moment that sort of leads to the Kim breakup scene, but you could also point to, and she points to different moments in, um, you know, in the timeline of events, the right. season that really made her realize things. And that's what's so great about this story is like, A, you're seeing all the bricks get laid. You know what I mean? Yes. And the characters are like, it's not just one thing. It's just, it's just these kind of series of things. And these, you see the choices and the consequences of those choices that lead to people going where they go. And And, and I would add this as well. I've been afraid for Kim for like at least three seasons. Just, oh God, you know, we know she's not in Breaking Bad. So what horrifying, violent, despicable thing is going to happen to her? And I think in some ways I was kind of like expecting that. And so maybe the sort of current end point of her story felt a little anticlimactic. But also the the more I think about it, the more I feel like it's exactly what she deserved is to be the one who – it's not like she really realized anything, right? She knew this whole time what was happening. She just made a decision. And the decision was, I'm not prepared to live my life creating fallout and just not concerning myself with it. Well, that's and that's the thing is like, right. Like, I like I think she was prepared to live her life that way. I think she just realized, like, oh, this is this is toxic. (laughs) This is like it's really bad for everyone around. Well, the fallout is too much. Right. I mean, I think that's what she realized. Like, you can be careless if you can ignore the fallout. But if you can't. Like you can't live that way, and and like be okay with yourself. Yeah, and and I think that in many ways is like, it's it it casts Saul's decisions sort of in relief, and you understand again, like we sort of started this conversation with, you understand sort of how he becomes what he becomes. Is like he has yeah. to basically disassociate. Right, and she's not ready to do that. That no. that line. I love you, but so what was just so devastating. And yeah. so much of that is the way that Ray Seahorn delivered it. Oh, you know so what good. I mean? Like, um, what a truly just, wonderful television character. We just witnessed the arc of Kim Wexler is, is just one of the best television characters, best portrayed characters. She's fantastic. And I, I think that goes, you have to give credit to the showrunners. Oh yeah. So like, you know, Ray Seahorn was working on Whitney for this, right. you know what I mean? To like, I don't, I don't know how they could have seen that she had like, she's crushed this part and it's so dramatic. You know what I mean? I, I more power to them. Like, and, and you know, you can say the same for the guy who plays Lalo, uh, you know, Michael Mando, obviously we've seen him do other things, but like, you know, tremendous as Nacho, like they're just, the performances on this show up and down for parts big and small is uh, it's really something. It's really something. It really and truly is down to like the kid who shoots video for, for Jimmy throughout the last couple seasons. Like 
God, well, just what a great show. I, I'm sad it's coming to an end, but I am so excited to watch the next four episodes. Yeah, me too. Me too. I'm going I'm going to savor them in the way that, you know, like I, 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 don't, I don't know if we talked about this on the show or before the show, but I've been watching the last season of Breaking Bad. Yeah. Uh, and, and you know, you, you look at, at the way all that comes together, and it's so easy to forget sometimes um, uh, just how well-constructed that show is. And, and having the two of them together and having this show sort of make you rethink things about Breaking Bad. Like, yeah. it's, such, it's such a treat. And I have to say, and I, do you have this uh, feeling as well? Like, you know, Breaking Bad was a really a cultural phenomenon, especially by the end. I don't get that with um, with this. I have a hard time finding people in my life I can discuss this show with, huh. and I don't fully understand why that is. Because I, everyone who I do discuss it with, we all think it's amazing. You know what I mean? And, yeah, I don't know. And I don't know if it was just because the show started a little slower. Um, well, I will say it definitely started in a place where coming off of Breaking Bad, if that's what you were into it it wasn't that right but it was really good from the beginning um i i you know it's a weird thing to say because it can't exist without breaking bad but i have pretty consistently thought it was the better show and i would stand by that to this day um and look we're we're picking nits right this is like the you know jordan and lebron thing but you know two of the 10 or 15 greatest shows of all time. And, and I think this is the better show. It, it is in part because it began slow. This whole show has been a tremendous crescendo in a way that Breaking Bad was a little bit, but there was so much more action from the beginning. And I, I just, I love the way they've built this. Uh, again, brick by brick and just inching up the tension and drama week by week over the course of multiple seasons. I just think it's, it's it's incredible. It's incredible. And yeah. I will say there's a lot of brick by brick and pretty bad as well. <laughs> there is. <laughs> like, there is. There's more violence on the whole, but like they really do take you through that journey step by step. And it, it really yeah. brings it home when you're watching in the last season, like how much history there is between all these characters. A hundred percent. I'm just saying from season one, Breaking Bad was a show about drugs and violence, right? And this show was a show I don't know about. If it, was a, it was a show where drugs and violence were happening. I don't know if I would say it was about drugs. Yeah, and yeah, that, that's really what I meant. Like I search for respect. Sure, so it's about a lot of things, but but I just meant that's what it was comprised of, and this show was comprised of lawyers for two seasons, <laughs> and and that's sort of it. Yeah, like some interesting <laughs> lawyers, perhaps. Wow. <laughs> yeah. I I agree with that, but then man, when it gets going, it gets going. Oh hey, the, like there is no, there is no line uh, between the level of drugs and violence in the last season or two of Saul and and what was in Breaking Bad throughout. It's yeah. it's all caught up. And I um I, I'm not uh, look if you're listening now, I don't have to beg you to watch Saul. But yeah. if for some reason you're listening to this and you don't watch Saul, I'm I'm begging you to start. It's, so it's all good. on Netflix, man. You can do it. It's you can so do damn it. good. It's not that many seasons either. So No. No, in fact, I bet a rewatch of this would feel a mile a minute, right? As slow as it felt like it started in real time, like I think you'd get to the action pretty quickly on a rewatch. I uh, and I will be doing a rewatch. Oh I yeah. Promise. So All right, should we get to homework? Yes, let's. Um 
can I toss something out at you that is not on our list of things? Ah, jeez. All right, go ahead. <laughs> uh, the rehearsal? Uh, oh. Nathan Fielder's new show? You have any interest in that? Not really, but I'll watch it for you if you want. I'd like to check it out. Okay. It's in good reviews. And I, I, I like Nathan for you. I, didn't, I, don't, I guess you didn't. I, I uh, didn't. Uh, no, I like it enough. He's funny. I, it's just, it's he's very specific, and I can only take so much. Fair enough. Well, I think there's only six episodes of this, so there's only so much to take. Okay. So, <laughs> that's on uh, HBO Max. Great. Uh, it's called The Rehearsal. Uh, the stuff we did talk about, I'm going to let you handle Bust Down because I've, I'm not familiar with the show. It's on Peacock. It's that a show much- on Peacock that people love. About It's a comedy about friends who work at a casino, um, and tragically, one of the main characters uh, took his own life uh, about a week ago as someone who... You know, young guy, late 20s, uh, stand-up comedian that people thought really was one of the people who was the future of stand-up. Um, and I don't know much more about it. I have not watched the show before, but people love it. And uh, perhaps uh, I was brought to the concept by a sad reason, but hopefully uh, we can enjoy ourselves watching the show. All right. Check that out. Um, and I don't know who that person is that's no longer with us. And I'm Jack gonna... Knight is his name. Oh, well... Damn it. <laughs> I was just gonna say I was gonna try to keep it that way while I watch. Oh um, but oh well. Uh we're also gonna watch Rap Shit. Uh, yeah. which is Easter Ray's new project. That's right. Also on that, HBO Max. I was assuming that was gonna be HBO Max. And the Great Man, which is Netflix's hope to try to start a blockbuster movie franchise. Let's see. Uh, it's I got some actors. Yeah, it's got some actors. Uh for, I you know, I don't <laughs> and know. A director. That so well. <laughs> oh boy. I really, you know, I understand why. I've been reading a lot about Netflix and their business model, and uh-huh. uh, as a as someone who has a little bit of Netflix stock that is all <laughs> in the toilet, uh, I, you know, I I'm soaking this all up. And and look, and I get that there's a lot of focus on. Well, maybe um, we should be watching more Netflix content for your for the yeah, purchase no of your stock. I get there's a lot of focus on you know they're gonna to start taking advertising and they're gonna start crack down, cracking down on password sharing and you know some of that stuff and subscriber growth and blah 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 blah. I don't think anyone's talking enough about how the 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 per- television programs that Netflix is making are not as good and how and how there's a been a massive drop off in quality in the last yeah, couple of it's very dumb but people always look for like. Whatever. I don't want to get into this. They're trying to find hard data, and the the they're soft for for soft problems. Yeah, and I, and I'm not just saying make more shows that I like because I recognize that some of the things that are are really crushing it for Netflix were not things that I loved, particularly Stranger Things. Yeah, um, make better stuff is what you're saying, and you're right. <laughs> but I still I still think yeah, you're gonna need a whole lot. Try more harder of that. is so what it really shows, is. Try harder. Jobs are going away. Right? Try no harder hard. at content and less hard at marketing. That's that's A- what they should amen. do. Amen. Go back. Go back to finding good people to make good original things because that's what's going to draw people to your site. All right. I, I think we're done here. We can't. It's the toy department for God's sakes. Okay. All right. Bye. This game's in the Admiral refrigerator. The door is closed. The lights out. Butter's getting hard. The eggs are cooling, and the Jello is jiggling. So long, everybody. And do me a favor. Have yourself a tremendous evening.